My name is Chris. And I'm Holly. Together, we're We're the the Friars. Friars. A long time ago when we first met, I fell madly in love with this woman. But she put me in the friend zone for over 20 years. Ugh, sweet Petunia. Eventually, I convinced her to be mine, and now we do our best to put up with each other. Hey! We're best friends who are married and love to talk. And we talk a lot. About absolutely everything. So sit back, have fun. And welcome to Following Following the the Friars. Just the one. You're just the one note. Just the one. Oh my god! The last time you hit just one note, you were like a total grumpopotamus. No, I'm not grumpy. I don't feel well. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You don't feel well. It's all right. Yeah. What did the doctor say? I'm anemic. Ooh. I need iron infusions. Yikes. I'm doing well to sit in this chair right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy smokes. Do we so, need to like I'm so tired. Do we need to like start feeding you raw beef and uh liver and, and liver and with, spinach? With fava beans? With fa- <laughs> 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 Close up please. <laughs> right. Um Oh, yeah. that movie is so creepy. Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Very oh. creepy, but it, but a good movie. So a, a good. good movie, yeah. Anthony Hopkins exactly. was just... Yeah, um, no, I just can't muster the energy for much Isn't more. Isn't that though. his name, Anthony Hopkins? Sir Anthony Hopkins. Oh, he's he a was, sir. He was knighted at some point. Oh, he was knigatted. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who've never seen Monty Python's Search for the Holy Grail. Yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, they're not going to get that. Do yourself a favor. Watch that movie. You must. You must. Yes. Yes. So a lot's happened since the last time we recorded. We we, We pre-recorded a couple of episodes because we knew. You left the country and we needed to have them. And then you get back to the country and we did not record because, well. We were bushed. You You were worn out and I have been worn out for like. Three weeks now, yeah. so it was. It just didn't happen. It didn't. We apologize. Thank you for listening and tuning in. I don't apologize. It, I was tired. Is it, is it tuning in? Do they t- do people tune in these days? I don't know what people do. Is that what the kids are doing? Is that I, what they call I, it? I tuning no, in? I have no idea. Anyway, there's you, no tuner involved. So hi, I don't know. Hi, faithful listeners, all three of you. I think um, there might be four now. Might be four. Yeah. Well, uh, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. What are you? What are we talking about today? Well, Do I we mean, want to talk I, about my round-the-world-in-12-days adventure? Uh, well, I, I think it was actually just 11, but um, I mean, I think... Oh, no, it felt like 30. It seemed like that from this this side of things, too. I think people probably want to hear about your trip. Holy smokes. Well... That actually started in Houston. Yeah, but, Houston. Yeah. Um, Houston, Texas. We played the rodeo, which was awesome. Got another belt buckle, which was awesome. Because we need more stuff. Hey, those belt buckles are are really nice. Oh, they are, but I mean, they sit they sit and collect probably, dust. You don't I, wear them. I know. I should probably think about wearing one next year. Yeah. Yeah, if they have us back. Well, I mean, um, but yeah, went to Houston, played the played the rodeo, came back home for. I don't even think I was home for twenty four hours. Was I? Maybe right at twenty four hours. Maybe. Maybe. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. including being. Like sitting on the tarmac waiting for the plane <laughs> plane to take off. Right. So then uh yeah, had time to pack a suitcase which was already predominantly packed. 
mm-hmm. um, uh, mostly packed. And then, um, like, went to the airport, got on an airplane, and ended up in Glasgow, Scotland, which Via was... Amsterdam. Yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, did we? Y'all connected in Amsterdam and then... Did we? I don't... Yeah, we did, didn't we? Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, you traveled for many, many hours, so you probably don't wow. remember that I don't. I do now that you bring it up. Wow, I had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. We did stop in Amsterdam, and I remember it because... Um, we were all dead tired mm-hmm. and I bought a neck pillow and, um, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had a houndstooth one I could have sent with you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> had I only known that, but I, I bought a memory foam neck pillow in Amsterdam and, uh, and then we had, uh, we waited forever on, in the, in the queue for, uh, some Starbucks coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had, a uh, we had a. Pretty sizable layover. We went too far and had to come back into Glasgow, but it was uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was cold. It yeah. snowed while I we were there. Gonna say I saw the pictures of the yeah. snow. It snowed beautiful. While you were there. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. And I must say, for those of you who've uh, never been to uh, Scotland, absolutely gorgeous. The the countryside is well. Now I've been to Ireland. Is, is it as pretty as Ireland? Uh, I would argue that it is equally as beautiful. And in some regards, maybe more so. Oh wow! Okay, uh, and bucket then, list item now. Yeah, no, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. You gotta, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was because uh, I, I, I thought Ireland was absolutely beautiful Ireland when is I was there. stunningly beautiful. Yes, as is Scotland. I'm, I'm just, I'm absolutely uh, enamored with both of those countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah, and then so we played the show in Glasgow. Oh, actually, before we get to the show in Glasgow, which was part of a, a music festival, um, I must mention I had some of the best Indian food that I've ever had anywhere. In Scotland? In Scotland, of all places. It was a restaurant called Mother's India. So if you find yourself in, in Glasgow, look it up. Somehow, okay, folks. So I have to, I have to digress here for just a second. This, this, this is one of the perils of getting left behind. He goes <laughs> to all of these places, and you know, goes on a quest for good food, and then calls me and tells me about these incredible meals he has while I am sitting here looking at my fried spam sandwich. Listen. It I'm is. not hating. I'm just saying. There's a little jealousy going on Well, here. it's not my fault. You did not know how to do curried spam. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, Mother's India. Uh, apparently, I'm not sure how Yeti, uh, my my trusty drum tech, found this restaurant. But it, it was, like, highly recommended by Anthony Bourdain oh, um, at okay. one point. Yeah. All right. Uh, and... Like I said, some of the best Indian food I've ever had. We there were five or six of us, mm-hmm. and we sat and ate, and, and we just like opened, like the family styled that whole experience. It was just Yum. tons of food laying around, and everybody was sharing everything. It was so delicious. You know, for me, it's all about the naan. How was the naan? Oh, the naan was spectacular. Oh. But you know what? We walked past this. Uh, this other Indian restaurant that I had seen on TV mm-hmm. and, and Yeti had, had commented, he goes, I think that's the place with the non they hang on the hook. And as we're walking back to the, to the hotel, 
um, we look inside the restaurant and there's these giant hooks on the table. It looks like a, like a, maybe, uh, like a, like a, a small, tiny coat rack. It's a big giant pole with a hook on the end of it. And they hang this giant non off this hook and you just tear a piece off and eat it. We did not experience, it does sound delicious. It looked very delicious, but that's not the experience we had at Mother's India. Mother's India was, uh, there was no hanging non, but it was all very, very delicious. Um, And then, so (laughs) the, the, the next night, um, Danny and I, Danny says to me, because we ended up having a couple of nights off in, 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 in Glasgow. There was the, the day we got there, and then the very next day, somehow there was the extra day mm-hmm. that we ended off. So Danny looks at me and says, hey, I want Indian food again. And uh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So luckily there was a really cool little little place that was literally around the corner from the hotel. And we were sitting down there, and <laughs> we're we're sitting there eating and, and talking and and enjoying each other's company. And Danny looks out the window, and he looks at me, and he goes, "Dude, it, 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 and he's stammering." And I'm like, "Dude, what's going on, bro? Are you okay?" And he goes, "Is it snowing?" And we look outside, and there's probably two inches of snow already accumulated on the and, and big, thick, huge snowflakes. Crazy town. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're but pretty I mean, pretty far north. I was going to say, you are much farther north than we are here. So. Yeah. So we did, I mean, did, it is, the, you know. did the show the next day, flew after the show immediately to Dublin, checked into the hotel, you know, did the, uh, got up the next morning and like we had some time. Um, we were only going to be there for, you know, less than 24 hours. And that included having to play a show. And so while we had some time in the afternoon, Danny calls me up. He goes, hey, man, you hungry? You want to go get some breakfast? So I said, yeah. And we were out and about, and we started walking around to see what we could see. And Yet you did not go to Trinity College to see that incredible library and Ireland's oldest harp on display. I totally missed that. Ha- but 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 here's we the went thing. to St. Patrick's Cathedral, which well, was absolutely stunning. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful. But this is not your fir- this was not your first trip to Dublin. I've been telling no. you for years. When you go to Dublin, go to Trinity College, and go to the library. I'm I'm uh, it's on the list. I promise <sighs> you. But I've been to the I've been to the spire in Dublin. I've been to the the the, the where the big post office um, revolt extravaganza took place. I forget and what you they still call haven't it. been to the to the to the writers' museum to see the first copy of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Is it the very first one? It is the or uh, just the oldest one they know of. It's the first edition, or no? It's the first writing. Let me think about this a minute because it's been ten years. <laughs> it's been ten years since I've been in, the, in that writers' museum. Um, no, I think it's the first, the first edition, like the first one, like wow, the original, very first one. Yes. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's on the list. It's on the and I mean, I did not tour the Guinness factory, but I hear that's you know that's, have, that's a, a a fun thing to do, whether you drink beer or listen, not. Listen, uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen was a grown man. He happened to have been English. He is English, <laughs> and 
he goes and tours the factory. He used to work on our crew, and he he. I, I'm standing out on the street, and I used to smoke, uh, and I was smoking. Um, this shows you how long ago it was. So yeah, it's it was been just a hot minute. Yeah. Pre 2016, and Derek gets out of a cab and he comes walking up. I said, "Where you been, buddy?" And he goes, "I went to the Guinness factory." And I said, "And how was it?" He goes. And he starts tearing up, and he's like getting really legitimately choked up. And he goes, it's the finest sight my eyes have ever seen. <laughs> Mecca. <laughs> I'm like, wow, dude. Okay. Good for you. I'm glad to see. I'm glad you had a moving experience. That's hilarious. Yeah. But it was, you know, absolutely wonderful. So you play the um, show there that night, and then immediately. Immediately go to the airport and fly to London and, you know, have to do. Customs and all that, and in, in, uh, and what was the big thing you got to do in London? Well, we you will be forever well, and we, ever. Amen. So we get checked into the hotel. We kind of slept all day. I don't remember getting out in in uh, in London that first day. I only remember like having. I don't even know if I had room service. Like I, I just stayed in the room till it was time for lobby call, which was actually pretty early because takes a while to get wherever you're going and um, get to the venue, play the show. All of these shows were really, really great. It was all part of one big music festival that happens. And what they do is they have a rotation that goes mm-hmm. to each city. Yeah. And so the we play the show. We have the next day sort of off. And, and and it's only because we had a really late lobby call, a 6 p.m. lobby call, which meant we had all day to go mess around and do what we wanted to do. And Matt Mangano, our our bass player, our wonderful bass player, incredible bass player. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, he's uh, incredible. There's no, no, there's not enough words to talk to describe how incredible of a bass player he is. He's just a, probably one of the best musicians all around that I know. Um, but Matt had somehow managed to get us, uh, a few of us who were interested, a tour of Abbey Road Studios. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was really moving and really powerful to, to hear not only about the studio itself and how it came about into being, but also to be able to see the the things that are inside it still, you know. So there's the the piano where Paul allegedly wrote, or Sir Paul that would be, uh, but the one he was allegedly uh, writing yesterday uh, on. Um, there's Studio Two, which is um, where the Beatles wrote all the rules and then broke all the rules. Um, right. It was and. You know, there was uh, that I almost moved. I was almost moved to tears walking into that, you know, that particular studio. It was really amazing. They haven't changed a thing. Uh, They're scared to for fear that, you know, if they refinish the floors, it'll change the sound of the room. If If they change the material on the acoustical treatment. You know, they're scared that it'll 
alter the sound of the room. And it's mm-hmm. the truly iconic sound. But we got to wander around. We got to see Studio One, where allegedly John Williams directed the uh, the London Philharmonic, Philharmonic for the uh, Star Wars music. Really cool. So good. Well, I don't all, have confirmation of that. All so things. All that's things. That's why I say allegedly. Yeah. Well, but all things John Williams. But they were so they were well, busy that day. It was a Monday, and they were really busy um, getting ready for a movie session. So oh, they cool. were gonna. Yeah, they were gonna have a big, uh, a big symphony orchestra in there, in uh, in Studio One, within yeah. a day or so. Um, they were, you know, doing all the pre-production things that you do. So they had chairs and music stands and microphones at every position. That's cool. It was really amazing. And after that, then you, uh, started your long, long, long journey to listen, Australia (laughs) via via Dubai. Yeah. So, (laughs) so we go from. We we go from the hotel, which is you know, it was called Sea Containers, really cool hotel, but we go from there, um, to Heathrow, and you got to wait around. You get on the plane. We were we were flying. I have a fun story about Heathrow, real quick. Yeah, what you um, got? <laughs> I was a kid when this happened, but it's still it's it's indelibly marked in my memory. <laughs> so. We, I was with my parents, and we were flying home from London, and we're sitting in Heathrow. How old were you? I was 13. Oh, I remember. Yeah. We were in grade, oh, we were in uh, middle school together. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were in middle school, and there was a spring break trip, and <laughs> we're sitting in Heathrow. Now, let me back up. First off, the travel agency had told my mom, the weather is the same over there in March as it is in Alabama. Like you'll oh. be you'll be fine with just light light jacket, light clothes, whatever. So she packed like that. We get there and and yes, we know the weather in March in England is nothing like weather in Alabama. Oh, it was no. so cold. So we spent most of our souvenir money on <laughs> wool coats and hats and all of the things to stay warm. So that was kind of a part of the, the trip. But coming home, this alarm goes, we're sitting in Heathrow, this alarm goes off, people start scattering, and we're sitting there like, what? Somebody had walked away from a backpack. And of course, instantly, it was like, you know, bomb threat, you know, all kinds of, of you know, concern, authorities, everybody. Oh, my goodness. And the people from Alabama are just sitting there like, what are we doing? Hey, what y'all doing? What we up to? You know? <laughs> Why is everybody running? I'll look um, in it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm just like, okay, shouldn't we maybe be leaving this this airport? Like, shouldn't I we mean, maybe go outside or something to make sure that that's not? Of course, it wasn't like right in our concourse, but still, yeah. it was close by, close enough that I was like, can can we either get on the plane and leave or like go out in the street because I'm afraid. So, I yeah, mean, that's my Heathrow story. <laughs> I've, I, you know what? I've only been in Heathrow a handful of times, and every time it's, it's an interesting experience because they have everything, they they have everything in the sort of like this big centralized location, all the restaurants and shops and mm-hmm. and sort of a waiting area, and you don't really go down to where your airplane's going to be until, and until they call for you and let you know that okay, we're going to start boarding soon, right? And uh, 
So yeah, it, it an interesting, uh, an interesting long flight. We were we were on Emirates, and uh, that was uh, quite a trippy sensation. You know, it was a really nice planes. The crews were really really nice. We were on this big gigantic. Um, was it an A380, I think was the... the, the Airbus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And they, they had they made the announcement of, like, there's 27 crew members. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of people. That's a big plane. That's a big airplane. Well, it needs to be. You're, but we, you're... we touched down in... So we fly from London to Dubai, and that was about a six, six-and-a-half-hour flight. Doable. Yeah. <clears throat> and then a couple of hours of a layover... And during the process of which, I thought I had lost my passport. I remember you texting me, and you never told me the story about the, the you just said, had an issue, but yeah. cleared it up, and I'm on the plane so, now. Yeah, so you, you got to kind of go through a little bit, you know, you, they we get off the plane, you know, you got to have your, your papers checked and everything. And so this liaison, like, grabs us all and, like, walks us to a lounge and they're kind of keeping us all cordoned off together. And in order to get into the lounge, I had to show them my my uh, passport and my boarding pass. And so they let me in the lounge, and I I must have been sleepy, and re- I was really tired. I, I was you know maybe a little punchy, um, and I ended up putting my passport and my boarding pass into a pocket of my backpack that I would never, ever, 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 ever put it. And I just put it in, and it fell straight to the bottom of that pocket. Oh. So it's time to, time to go get on the flight. And so everybody's gathering up their things, and I start looking for my, for my passport, and I... I'm flipping out. I'm like really freaking out because it's nowhere where it, where it normally well, would have been. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have also needed a boarding pass? Oh yeah. And so, so those, I, those I, were together. The boarding the, pass were, was in the passport. Yeah, and okay. I can't find either one. Oh lord. And I'm freaking out, and so I like drop everything in the middle of this lounge, and of course, all the people in the staff were being really super helpful, and and they were like, "Well, where did you? Where do you? Where did you have it last?" And, I, and it and it took me a minute to realize. Okay, I had to show it to get into this lounge, so it's in this lounge somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm tearing apart. And, and of course, I'm hitting full throttle panic mode, and 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 the guys were getting kind of worried because they've never seen me like this. And all I could envision for myself was that I was going to be Tom Hanks in the movie Terminal. <laughs> you were going to be, and I was going to have to live <laughs> in the Dubai airport forever, forever, oh. and. uh yeah, and I didn't. I wasn't looking forward to that. Yeah, well. and um, so you you find it. You get on the plane, and how many hours from there to sixteen hours <laughs> from Dubai to Brisbane, Australia? Whoo, that's long. All right, here's the twisted part: when you're traveling across that many time zones and for that long, you don't sleep for the time zone you came from. You sleep for the time zone you're going to. So I had to stay awake on that 16-hour flight 
for a handful of hours until it became absolutely necessary for me to fall asleep so that I would have enough, I would be awake enough when we landed in Brisbane to be able to like function. Unfortunately, my plans were thwarted because I got to the hotel in, in Brisbane and like fell asleep and slept for almost 16 hours straight. Oh, I believe it. It was ridiculous. When we went on uh when we went on Allison's senior trip to Europe, I mean we hit the ground running. Like we didn't yeah. even go check into the hotel. Like we go, went go, go. Yes. I mean, because we were like tour, tour, tour. Yeah. And we had by the time we checked into the hotel and we got ready for bed, we had both been up over twenty four hours. Yeah. Oh, like it's, eyes awake, moving yeah. for over 24 hours. Yeah. And you only traveled across just a handful of time zones. I mean. Yeah, we, we went, let's see, I'm trying to think where we started. We started in Dublin. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, we did, you think about it, we, we were counting the travel to to the airport. I mean, mm-hmm. and I had been awake all day because I had gone to Abbey Road. Right. And I didn't take a nap. And so. Like we had roughly twenty seven hours of travel, yeah, getting from hotel to hotel, including the the stop where I lost my <laughs> I thought I lost where you my lost passport. your passport, yeah, um so well, once you got to Australia, did you have good food there? Yeah, more Indian food no, Thai food, but Thai yeah. food <laughs> yeah, it was really good um Brisbane is really cool, uh I, you know it. My impression of Brisbane is that it's very hip and trendy, or at least the part that we were in was very hip and trendy. It reminded me a lot of Southern California, but with the climate of the Florida panhandle. Oh, so humid. Very hot, very humid there at the end of their summer. Now, is it very clean there like I've heard it is in Sydney? Yeah, yeah, there was, you didn't see any trash. And the weird part is there are no trash bins on the sidewalks that I saw. So it's not like New York City where you see a trash bin every, at, well, you know, trash in every the half, a, half a block and there's trash everywhere. Right. In, in, in pretty much all the big cities in Australia, there's like, there are no trash bins to be seen. I don't know where they hide them. I guess you have to like, like find a koala and know the secret handshake and he opens up the, the trunk of a tree and I don't know. You throw it in there. Yeah. They're well hidden. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's uh very clean, very clean mm-hmm. in Australia. It's always wonderful to go there. Yeah. Uh, got to meet some, uh, meet some fans that I've only ever conversed with via Facebook messenger. Um, it's really, really cool. Um, yeah. Was I, it, I hate- was it uh, Mark that brought you Tam Tams? Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Tim Tams. And yes. Cherry Ripe. And I'm trying to remember the other one. There was one other yes. one. Yes. Mark, if you're listening, I did not even get a crumb of any of what you brought because, well, well, it was uh, consumed, it, I think, in Australia. So. It was uh, on general principle because yeah. it was tasty good. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Some people don't like the Cherry Ripe. I'm a big fan. I really enjoyed it. Tim Tams. Tim Tams are, I like the chocolate on chocolate. Uh, Tim Tams, those are the delicious ones to me. Those are a cookie, right? Kind of like a cookie. Yeah, it's like a biscuit, but it's covered. It's got a cream in the middle. So it's like two mm-hmm. two cookies, as we call them, biscuits, as they're called in Well, the UK we're, and we're talking in America right now. So it's yeah, a cookie. Yeah, so two cookies 
with um, a cream filling in between them, and the whole thing's covered in chocolate. Which reminds me, it's just about time for us to do a a snack exchange with... <laughs> With with Denny. With Denny. Yeah. Yeah. Cultural we, snack exchange. Uh, our friend in England, um, he he sends, we, we trade snacks, American snacks yeah, they can't get for English snacks we can't get. Yeah. Uh, so, Denny, and I know you're listening, uh, we got to be thinking about uh, doing a little... Uh, snack exchange. A little, little cultural snack exchange again. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, European chocolate is just better than it, American. You know chocolate. what? It's it different. is way better. It's it way, way better. different. Mm-hmm. Um, All of their snacks are better. It, it it well, I don't know. We those, do have. I'm sorry. Those paprika Pringles. Yeah, come on now. Those are paprika delicious. Pringles are where it's at. I'm sorry. They are very delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we do have. How do we always get on food? I don't know. We just ate as well, know, and I'm right? stuffed. I mean, I don't know how we did it. So, so you played the show in Australia, yeah, and then hopped on a plane. Woke up bright and early the next morning <laughs> and fly from Brisbane to Australia, and then, or excuse me, Brisbane to, to Sydney, Sydney, and then from Sydney, Sydney to San Diego, to San Francisco. No, San Francisco. That's yeah. right. That's right. And then San Francisco to ATL. Oh man! And there from was ATL like, to Birmingham. Yeah, it was a long day, and and you know you wake up early in the morning. You have a. I think that morning we had a. 7 a.m. lobby call. It was 7 a.m. on the 18th of March. And when you got home, it was 9.45 p.m. on the 18th, on the of, 18th March. of March. And what was really strange is as we as we were flying, we left Sydney. But you had Sydney, traveled, what, 20? A long 20 time. 20-something hours. Yeah. Oh. We, um, so you're in the air flying, flying east. And we left in the morning, and we get up high enough, and 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 we start. We catch the jet stream. We start. I mean, we're just cooking, uh, like really humping it through the air, and we cross the international dateline. And when we did, it was the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it had not <laughs> had to wait till the sun came up before it became, you know, the eighteenth. Yeah. I know, isn't that crazy? It was really nuts. And then, like, within a couple of hours, it was the 18th again. It was pretty nuts. I mean, that kind of travel is always interesting to me. Well, yeah. Got to see some people that uh, I, I had hoped to see and, and, and make some new friends. Uh, there were some people that I was hoping I would get to see and didn't get a chance to, just the way things worked <laughs> out. Bless you, my dear. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, well, next time. Hopefully next time. Yes. So. Well, it was only slightly adventuresome here in that 11 days you were gone, but... Only slightly adventurous? Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I held the fort down. It there was fine. <laughs> nothing caught on fire, nothing, yeah. Right, nothing was broken. Yeah. Nothing, yes, it's all good. I'm just glad you're home. Well, me too. Yeah. It was, it, you know, a lot of fun. Always fun. Really exhausting. Yes. Those kinds of trips are always... Always interesting. Um, you know, I, it, it, I'm surprised that I had an opportunity to do some touristy things, mm-hmm. um, which is rare that I get to do that. But anyway. Well, and I give you the lists every time you go, of the touristy you, things to do. I know. Either because I've already done them myself or I've read about them. Yeah. Well, so you know what it is? It's like I remember my dad 
he he drove a bus for a living and he always went and did the touristy things while he was away on charter tours and so then we would the family would go on vacation and he would never want to go do anything so like there's this thing deep down inside that says no don't go do the touristy thing wait until you go with your family and of course <laughs> we, we never we, go anywhere. we never do that's why i finally just did the pch in california without yeah. you i did it with girlfriends i would love to go do that with you but yeah. The Pacific Coast Highway is like, yeah. that was a lot of fun. It's an iconic thing. Yeah. So, sorry. Well, well, my dear, you know what this music means. It means we've reached the end of another episode, and I feel like I did all the talking. I'm you so did. Sorry. You did. But you had a lot to fill people in on. Yeah. It's all good. So, um, for those of you who have been listening, you have been listening to Following the Friars. Um, thank you so much for it. Helping us grow our little tiny podcast. Yes, tell people to listen. Yes, hashtag following the Friars. You'll always find us. Um, until next time, be kind to one another. Bye. Bye.